0: Greetings and welcome to another special edition of Out The Box Talks. I am your host, Krill. We are here for another episode. I want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in. Thank you if you've been checking us out every week. You know, we put out a new show every Friday. We've been kind of moving on that wavelength since earlier this year. So uh, I appreciate it each and every one of you, for continuing to check the shows. If this is your first time, definitely feel free to go back and check out some of our older episodes. Uh, Check out our YouTube channel, TV. You know, uh, we got a lot. We got a lot that's out there to kind of keep you updated on all the dopeness that hip-hop is offering, particularly in the underground and independent scene as well, but just quality in general. So we have made it to episode 44, so it's always good when I state the number of the episode we get to. And I feel like this year we have had no shortage of dope talent that has been featured on the program. I mean, that's the whole goal, right, after all, is to showcase and give recognition to some of the best that hip-hop has to offer, regardless of how well-known they may be in the media. So I have a brother that is on a line with me today that I've been following for some years now. I can't say I've been following him for the beginning of his career, but for a few years now, I've been listening to his music. I've actually picked up all of his projects for the last you know, I want to say like the last three years, and I just appreciate him. I appreciate his presence as a mature voice, as an MC. I I appreciate his choice of words and, and what he chooses to talk about in his lyrics. So I don't want to talk too much, About the brother. Of course, we want to talk to him tonight, but I wanted to give him that recognition in this introduction. So, to our Out the Box Talks listeners, without further ado, I would like to introduce you to the guest artist that we have tonight. He goes by the name of S, and he is hailing from Toronto, Canada. Has a new project out with a producer by the name of Pandemonium. And it's called uh, The Connected EP, which we'll talk about, you know. So I got so much I want to build with this brother on. So like I said, without further ado, I would like to welcome to our Out The Box Talks listening audience, hailing from Toronto, Canada, Brother S. Welcome to Out The Box. Yes,
1: yes. That's
0: What's good, S? How are you, my brother?
1: I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me on your platform.
0: Yes, definitely.
1: Man. Uh, appreciate that.
0: Indeed, indeed. It is a pleasure. And I know my intro might have been a little long winded, but brother, you deserve it. I'll say that. Uh-huh. <laughs> on man, the I'm,
1: I'm real flattered. Thank you so much for the introduction, man. Appreciate that.
0: Indeed, indeed. So, as always, when we start out these interviews, I like to give the artist a chance to just give the listener an understanding of how they got started. So tell us how your journey or how you got inspired to become an MC. Like, where did it all begin?
1: Uh, for me, we go back to 87. I think it was 86, 87. Um, I was. I was, uh, living in Trinidad and Tobago, small island in the Caribbean at the time. Um, and really? it was during yeah. a regularly scheduled programming that, uh, uh, a, a video came on, a music video came on. There were these three dudes, you know, wearing, you know, bucket hats, Adidas with no laces. And it was the first time I'd ever seen anything like it. And I had no idea what I, what I just watched you know, they were, they, they were talking a certain way, you know, they were walking with, with, with limps and, you know, it looked real cool and it, it's something I'd never seen before. And I think that was the, 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 the spark. That was the, the, the catalyst for, for, for everything that would come after. But I, I'd say watching a Run DMC video um, that was, It blew my mind. I had no idea what I just took in, but I knew I wanted to see more of it, and it just—I just—I was on on you know hip hop's bandwagon ever since. So, I guess that's 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 how it all started from the beginning. Um, Fast forward a few years, um, yeah. So from '91, that's when I kind of started to try to do it myself. You know, inspired by a lot of the, you know, the artists that had come out around that time, you know, you know, ETMBs, the 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 Canes, the 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 Boogie Down productions, that's sort those uh those kind of groups, tribe, um, you know, inspired by those 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 groups. And you know, a lot of the, the classics of the nineties um you know had me inspired to, you know, you know, get involved, you know, do the the ciphers, the open mics you know, hanging out with with, with friends who are who were into the same kind of thing. And, you know, I, you could say the rest is history around two thousand six is is kinda when I, I started taking it a little bit more seriously. You know, the whole time, you know, between ninety one and oh and six, you know, just like uh, you could say honing the craft, you know, you know, going to the parties, going to the shows, you know, you know, getting involved in, in you know, aspects of the culture and you know ever since 06 i've just been you know plugging away um this, you know this beautiful this art form so wow here we are in 2020 yes.
0: <laughs> a lot of years since '06, right
1: a lot of years since 06, right? <laughs> years since 06 yeah.
0: indeed you know i didn't know you um were you had history in trinidad like my family is from trinidad is it trinidad is it trinidad or tobago
1: yeah, I was in Trinidad,
0: Trinidad. Got it, got it. So you got Trini roots, man. Myself too.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm. a am an honorary Trini. I I wasn't born there, but you know, I I lived there for seven years.
0: Indeed. And uh, yeah, man. Dope, <laughs> I'm dope. An honorary Trini. Yes, indeed. Uh, I, I I grew up there myself. Um, was born here, but grew up there myself, man. So that's what's up, man. Which part?
1: Which part you grew up in?
0: So uh, I would say, like. Port of Spain, like the main area, but like the Carinage area. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. And it's yeah. so funny. I remember like when I, when I think about being connected with hip hop, the first person that I, the first artist that I could, I could recall hearing when, when you think about hip hop being in Trinidad, it was a uh, guru. I don't know how I remember okay. guru, but his, his voice it's something about his voice nice. you know, from Gangstar, like it resonated with me. And when I think back about my first experience of being introduced to hip hop or just hearing the music, I always hear Guru, you know? Yeah, <laughs> so that's dope, man. Nice. So getting back to where you reside now, right? Talk to me a little bit about the Toronto hip hop scene, right? What are some of the hip-hop landmarks that, you know, people go to to find, like, the authentic, lyrically gifted, that conscious, grassroots hip-hop in Toronto? And it could even be prior to COVID, right? Because <laughs> I know things have probably shut down. But just so we get an idea of what yeah. the scene is like and how it represents hip-hop.
1: I mean, the, the, the scene in, in, in Toronto pre-COVID is pretty, pretty spread out. I mean, you got... You got, uh, I guess, a segmented uh, population. You got a you got bunch of groups, cliques, just kind of spread out doing their own thing. Uh, more so the last couple of years than, let's say, 10 years where you could say things were a little bit more united. You know, as, as the Internet, you know, kind of, you know, picked up more steam, you know, more people gotten involved. In you know different aspects of the culture and the music, um, you know, people started kind of segment, you know, getting a little bit more segmented. So, you know, you started seeing a lot less, you know, shows and and tours and you know, you know, artists, local artists getting put on put on gigs and and that sort of thing. But, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of artists now you know, as recently as, you know, the last few years, a lot more, um, you know, independent entities, you know, putting out their own shows. Um, so you don't, you you don't see a a whole lot of, let's say older heads and newer heads, you know, coexisting, so to speak. Mm. But I mean, the talent is there. There's a lot of talent up here. Um, it's just the infrastructure up here in Toronto and Canada in general, for for hip hop music, it's not not where it needs to be. It could be better. Mm-hmm. So you know, a lot of a lot of people that were active, like more active, say ten years ago. You know, slowly but surely, you've seen a lot of people kind of falling off the map, which is unfortunate. Because there's a lot of uh, really talented, really groundbreaking artists that uh, you know really put their stamp on on the scene and you know made a name for themselves put the city on the map who were i guess for for whatever reasons life mm-hmm. you know frustrate frustration with the industry what have you right kind of dro- dropped off
0: mm. how connected are you with like other specifically hip-hop artists in the city i know you know a brother like mathematic who's another dope artist that I definitely check for you've had him featured on a number of your tracks but like what about the other the other cats from you know toronto that um that are doing the music the hip hop in particular how connected are you with them is there like a camaraderie out there
1: yeah yeah most definitely me. um i mean there's a lot of love shown i mean the artists that are i guess kind of in my lane you know, maybe a little bit older, you know, make more of the grown man uh, vibe. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all go to each other's shows, you know, we support one another online, that sort of thing. So it's, it's all love. I mean, there's, there's you don't really have, you know, uh, you know, animosity between groups and crews. You know, everybody's kind of supporting each other. Everybody knows who's who in the city for the most part and who's, you know, making positive moves. So, you
0: know, we we try as best to support one another. Dope, dope, dope. Now, you you have this EP with producer Pandemonium called The Connected EP, which I'm definitely going to talk to you about a little further in the interview. But I kind of want to go through some of your recent projects first. So I want to actually start with We Are Only Getting Older. And I know you've had projects before that, but... The reason why I'm starting there is because I that's when I first heard of you, right? This was back in two thousand seventeen. Okay. Tell right. me why it was important for you to title that album We Are Only Getting Older.
1: Okay, so we we are only getting older. That that album came out at a time when uh, you know, I just I just turned forty, right around the time I turned forty. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I was inspired by what I was, uh, I, I guess, observe, after observing a lot of, you know, the reaction, you know, the old head versus new head, um, you know, dynamic that was going on on social media at the time, it was I thought it, it would be a real, uh, you know, cool thing to talk about, you know, or reflect on where somebody in my, in my position in, in hip-hop, you know, as an older statesman, you know, where, where does someone like me fit in in today's uh landscape where it's very very youth driven youth dominated a lot of the 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 media is is kind of you know targeting that younger demographic and you know there's that tendency to overlook you know the artists that you know have been around a while are still doing it and um you know it was it's more of a reflective time in my life where I was trying to figure out um you know where my place would be where my place is in 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 this uh landscape that we call uh, you know music, so it was more just trying to reflect and uh speak on my experiences and anybody who could you know relate to you know what I was going through, you know my mindset at the time, mm-hmm. and you know just putting that on in you know, audio form and you know trying to get other people in my similar stage in life to, to, to relate to it. So that's, that's kind of the the thought process behind that uh, project. You know, it's more, you know, the music is, is relatively young compared to, you know, the rock and rolls and the, the, some of these other genres. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I just wanted to let people know that, yeah, I am a little bit older, but I still, you know, love this music and my voice, deserves to be heard just as much as the young guy so definitely that was sort of the that was sort of the thought process
0: yeah and I gotta say, I really appreciated the mature approach that you took with this project. you know it's so funny. I was listening to it again prior to this interview, and I was just so amazed at how dope this project came out, like this project to me is one of those projects that years from now, you know, when people looking to the archives of, you know, artists that have put been putting out music with a message, like this project embodies that. And I feel like everything about what you do in terms of your contribution to the art also embodies that. So I just want to appreciate, give you recognition for putting this project out uh, because it's out yeah, there for man. people to absorb in that way now, you know? So obviously, age naturally plays a big part in lyrical maturity. And I think that's kind of what you were pushing for in in particularly the first track, right? The self-titled track. We're only getting older. Uh, But aside from age, what are some other factors that may speak to an MC or perhaps a younger MC that says, I have to be a little bit more conscious on what I choose to speak about in my raps.
1: I guess it, it probably all comes down to influences and you know, what exactly they're trying to accomplish with, with their art. So you have some artists and there's there's a handful of younger artists that, you know, really speak to exactly what you just said. So like, I'll, I'll give an example. I'll just throw a name out there. There's this, there's this artist by the name of Marlon craft. He's a, as a New York uh, hip hop artist, mm-hmm. I'm thinking he's probably in his young, in his early twenties. I'm guessing, really, really dope lyricist. I mean, he speaks to you know, really, uh, you know, really quality content, and he's a young guy, so it, it's not impossible. It's not, it's not a far, uh, a far fetched thought for a younger artist to to speak on you know, real issues you know, put real concepts in, in, in their lyrics. And, you know, it all speaks to, you know, maybe however they were influenced coming up, maybe they had a mentor that, you know, instilled that in them, or, you know, they, they just felt that, uh, you know, their contributions, um, as far as content goes, is, is more than just, you know, the partying and, the you know, the drinking and the drugs and the whatever. Mm -hmm. So, everybody's different everybody's perspective is different um you know what their definition of success is what they what they want to accomplish with with the music and you know their 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 uh musical endeavors so yeah
0: indeed i i think that's a really good point like influences right you you know when you think about when when i think about some of the younger cats that i speak to you know, they always talk about their influences, you know, whether it be the music in itself or it's like an older family member that put them on or put them on the knowledge. Right. So I think that's a good point that you brought that up. So yeah. the, the third track on the album is titled Age Gracefully. Really dope <laughs> track, by the way. I, like, I really like the themes that come together on this album, right? But um, in relation to that track, what would you say it means to age gracefully in hip hop? How would you define success within that scope?
1: Success, I guess, would be you know living out your truth. You know, not not being afraid of uh, who you are and you know what stage in life you are. You're you're comfortable speaking to you know your reality and not trying to. Um, you know, live up to what you think uh, everybody wants to hear. So, like for me, I, I, I'm, I'm speaking for m- myself. You know, I'm a, I'm a proud family man. I'm a, I'm a husband. I'm a father. Um, you know, I, I work a nine to five. I, 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 you know, that's that's part of who I am, and that's that's what I like to put out there in my music. It's I think for me, my my my. Um, Perspective is that, you know, when you live your true self and you reflect that true self through the art that you make, you know, it it has a tendency to resonate better with with the audience. You know, people can see themselves in you and it helps with the relatability of the product. So,
0: dope, dope. What would you say is some, some examples you've seen of like artists that have aged gracefully? And it doesn't only have to be hip hop, but just artists in general. You feel like the music has done them well. Like they haven't allowed the music to take them over. <laughs> but they've they've aged gracefully and lived successfully aligned with the music. Are there any examples of that that you um yeah. think of?
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean one that comes to mind like for, from from hip hop uh i'd say master ace he's, he's one of my top he's one of my top five that's personally way. i love i love what he does every album i mean this is a man that's been out since the you know the the late eighties and he's still around now putting out music on such a high level so he's definitely somebody that uh i i hold in high regard as far as you know consistency, you know, the the, the the maturity in the music, you know, keep coming with fresh concepts and, you know, still executing on a high level. So somebody like him, I, I, uh, you know, another person would be like a, like a Fonte. I mean, you, you listen to the content, uh, his lyric, you know, he's speaking on, you know, grown man-ish. And yeah. that's, that's the kind of stuff that I like.
0: Indeed. And I like that you you take a stance right like you you do it unapologetically like yo i don't i don't <laughs> you know it's like i don't care what's happening i'm going to do what's true to me and if that's grown man stuff then that's what it's going to be i'm curious to know like um what what's the response like from your fan base do you find that your fan base is mostly people who are on that same level that like that have families that you know that have children that are married that are or just on some like you said grown man stuff like is that the fan base that kind of relates to you
1: yeah i'd say for the most part Uh, like i make music for for me first and you know, the music I make is, 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 it's for everybody. I mean, any anybody can consume it. It doesn't matter how old you are, you know, race, religion, sex, whatever. I make music that can be consumed by anybody. But from what I've seen, observed over the last few years, the people that really, you know, gravitate to what I do are the people that are, you know, they, they, they may be parents themselves, you know, they may be, they may have kids, you know, they they got mortgages, they they you know, they got bills, they're working people, mm-hmm. you know, people that maybe grew up in, in the eighties, seventies. So, I mean, these are these are grown folks for the most part. Um, you know, I do have some younger um listeners and supporters as well. I'm not gonna say that it's only for older people but right. uh there are you know, I got a few a handful of, you know, younger people that check it and you know, they check it for maybe the skill or maybe the the, the the, musicality of it, but uh, you know, the honesty of it. So there's different reasons why people will check check for me, but uh I'd say for the most part the the my core audience would be the I'd say the above thirties, maybe the above thirty five crowd would be the ones that uh would typically, uh, you know, be able to relate most to what I what
0: I say. Good, good. So that's a good topic, uh, a good segue into the next question I have for you. I want to actually highlight the song "Adult Rappers." I'm gonna be going through more tracks from this album. So, like I said, I'm gonna go through like a okay. timeline of your releases from that point. Okay. Up. But uh, on "Adult okay. Rappers," you have a line where you say, "I'm a married man with a bachelor's in multitasking." You wonder where I find time to rhyme. Thanks for asking such a profound <laughs> line. I feel like that's a main part of the grind as an independent artist a lot of people don't know about. Right? Like Absolutely. That multitasking like trying to figure all of this out, right? Where do you find the balance to be an artist, prepare, produce and promote your music? While at the same time ensuring that ah, your family you know,
1: it's,
0: needs it's, it's are it's taken care of.
1: That, um, you know I I think over the years I've I've, I've gotten better at I, I I'm I'm not gonna say that I always had it all figured out. Um, you know the way that I, I'm able to juggle, juggle everything now versus say ten years ago is much different. I think back then, you know, I might have been a little bit naive you know, thinking that, you know, I could do everything that I wanted to do with music and, you know, the family situation would take care of itself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I learned pretty quickly that that wasn't the case. And, uh, you know, I had to make time for, for, you know, family, make time for the music, make time for supporters, fans, what, what you, whatever you want to call it. So, um, yeah, just just trying to strike a, a good balance, you know, making sure that, you know, home is taken care of, obviously, first. And um, you know, making sure that I, I don't stay away from from the online thing too long. Um, you know, still working on the music. You know, try to put out music at a somewhat um, frequent interval, is to not you know people have people forget about me. Yeah. So it's it's a juggling act,
0: but um, you know,
1: it's definitely something that I embrace now, and it's uh, it, it comes second nature to me now.
0: Indeed. What, what does the time structure look like? Is there, like, an order of how you do things? Like, is there, like, a okay, at 9 o'clock at night, that's when I start doing my writing? <laughs> like, the, how does it work so that it works for your family and for you?
1: Yeah, uh, typically when I, when I get home from, from work, you know, have dinner with the family, hang out, watch TV, you know, go to the park, whatever, hang out with the wife and kids, and, uh, you know, late nights after everybody's asleep, that's, that's when I go online and you know do what I need to do or, or I'm writing or, you know, listening to beats or what have you. But I typically, uh, you know, block in a few hours at night each night mm-hmm. to, to do music and or, you know, promo. And the weekends, same thing. I, I try to you know, devote most of the day to hang out with the family. And then at night, when uh, everybody's asleep, then I can sneak, sneak downstairs and uh, do music and or, uh, you know, promo.
0: Yeah, that's that that takes a lot of discipline, man. Like it, it may sound easy, but I know it's not. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's yeah, it, it's tough. I yeah. mean, it, it's not easy. That's for sure. I mean, you know, do it yourself. is it, It's a grind. It's a grind for sure.
0: Indeed, indeed. All right. So next track on the track called Think Global, you have an impactful line where you say, the moment I had an overseas blog write about me was the moment of clarity when I started to stop doubting. Now I have a two-part question in relation to this. What were some of the doubts you were dealing with? And what exactly was it about the overseas blog that gave you the moment of clarity?
1: Um, I guess the doubt was, you know, just the feeling sometimes that, you know, you, you, you put a lot of effort into your craft, you know, you, you hustle, you, you, you know, you're working on the bars, you, you're recording the material, you're sending it out to the, to the local DJs and you're not, you're not hearing your song get played or you, you, you submit to, you know, get put on a, on a show and you know promoters are kind of overlooking you so you know just the feeling that you're you're being slept on at home you know in the early goings it used to take a toll on me and you know once I started seeing that I was gaining a little bit more traction outside of uh, these borders um, that's that's what what reassured me that you know what I, I think it's 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 evident that you know I just have to you know make noise outside and you know if if people locally catch notice after the fact then you know they they can hop on board later but I'm not gonna stop you know you know putting all this time and energy trying to get people's attention here when there's people you know checking for me overseas so that's that's kind of what where I was going with that line um, you know early on in the early goings I found. Um, you know I felt like I was being overlooked Um, and you know people outside of uh, Canada were were checking for me taking notice so Mm
0: -hmm. dope 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 and I mean it's it's so amazing like something like an article or a blog could just change that mindset you know
1: yeah and and that's it it all kind of ties into the whole think global thing you know just you know, getting out of the local mentality, you know, there's a whole world out there, you know, why limit yourself to, you know, being the best on your block or being the best in your neighborhood. Right. I mean, with the internet, we have this resource right right at our fingertips where we can reach people on the other side of the world with, you know, a few clicks. So, you know, just think global. There's an entire world out there that's probably never heard of you. You know, why not, spend some of your energy, you know, trying to reach them because, you know, the music can, 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 can reach them just as fast as it can reach people, you know, on the opposite end of my city, so.
0: Indeed. On Hashtag Lyrics Matter, you have a line that goes, listen, people, this ain't a 90s versus now thing. This is an elevate versus dumb it down thing. And the way you said it, I was like, woo! You know, like when you hear like an MC say something that's like, oh, he 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 just was on it right there with that. Like I, I got that vibe back. You know, um, <laughs> I wanted to ask you about that. Let me just see where that question lies. <laughs> I wrote it down. <laughs> um, yeah, like that line definitely resonated with me. And um when did you realize that hip hop could be used as a tool to uplift? And also, when did you realize that as a contributing artist, you would use hip hop for the good, the greater good? So that's another two-part well, question. Do- like, when did you know that, like, hip hop, like this thing is powerful? Like, this is a a a a form of music that can educate that can uplift can inspire and then when did you make the decision to say you know what if i'm gonna do this music i'm gonna use it in that manner as well
1: yeah i mean i think the first time i knew that it was it was powerful you know as as far as uh you know kicking you know powerful messages was i mean back back in the days of uh you know early public enemy um you know ice cube Um, you know, boogie down productions, you know, speaking that, you know, consciousness. So, and sorry, what's the the second, the second part of the question again?
0: Yeah. The second part is when did you know that you were when as, as a contributor, right. As an artist, when did you realize that you were going to use it for the greater good?
1: Yeah, I think it was pretty much when I started, you know, dabbling and trying to get into it because, you know, I was inspired by, you know, the, the the public enemies and the, the KRS ones of the, of the world when I was coming up. So Mm -hmm. I knew that, you know, that, that was basically my, my blueprint that I, I I took from. So, you know, where you have some, some artists that are, you know, you know, poetic rappers or, you know, political rappers or, you know, gangster or, you know, Club rappers, you know, the the quote unquote conscious um, avenue was sort of the 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 one that I I chose to to go down because that that's the the avenue that inspired me. You know, I, I felt it the most. You know, relevant, the most powerful, the most um, you know useful uh use of 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 the 3 to 5 minutes that you get to to capture someone's attention, you know, over music. So that's that's what I wanted to do from when I first started trying to trying to make music myself. So.
0: Dope, dope. So I want to jump to your project that you released last year. It was an EP called Social Media, which was another Social Media. Yeah. Which is a really Uh, another really dope project from you and just to kind of start off like why tell me why you chose the term meteor in replace of media obviously I know it was a play on the words of social media but why'd you use the term meteor
1: yeah just because of you know just the whole notion of the of the the meteoric rise you know the rise of humanity the rise and the fall of humanity so almost like you know the 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 you know the hot uh, you know flying object that goes through the sky it it it's it, it eventually bound to crash and burn so mm-hmm. so it's it's sort of like the metaphor for you know the way social media is nowadays where you know somebody who's unknown today could be become you know a superstar tomorrow and then crash the next week so I I thought that would be a cool play on words. And, um, you know, it speaks to, um, you know, just the, the whole dynamic behind social media, you know, trying to, you know, people elevate themselves off this platform. And then at the same time, they, they can they can be uh, they can allow themselves to, to crash to their own detriment. So, wow.
0: Hey, that, that actually makes a lot of sense, man. Thank you for <laughs> breaking that down. On, on your track. Listen, well, let me just start by saying this is probably one of my favorite tracks from you, if not my most favorite track. Listen, it's a track where you talk about, there's other things that you talk about in the track, but I guess the part that really resonates with me is when you talk about your teenage son wanting to go to a party and you pretty much denying his request. You know, it, right. as a father myself, like, it resonated, man. And I have to say, well, let me ask you this. What was it, if you could recall, what was it that gave you that intuition to deny his request to go to the party? <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, so uh, just, just uh, I'll, give you, I'll give you the, the, the back story. Sure. Um, for the, behind that that song so so i had found a producer on instagram he goes by the name of sir williams the the, the gentleman that actually produced that uh, the beat for that song yes. so i found him on instagram you know we got to talking um i was able to to, to you know work out a deal with him. he was able to to, to hook me up with the beat and um, you know the sample in the beat was just I, I just basically played off the sample, the vocal sample in the beat where the the uh, I think the the vocalist says if you listen. And so the first verse, I decided to to talk about um, you know the whole Takashi six nine situation, mm-hmm. you know with the whole trolling, you know doing all these online you know antics for 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 likes and views and attention so that, that 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 was the inspiration behind the first verse the second verse the, the verse that you're referring to uh i was actually inspired to write that verse from uh, um, a friend that uh had posted something on his social media on his facebook page maybe like a year prior mm. so he had actually talked about a situation where his his um teenage kid had, had wanted to go to a party mm. and um he had uh, actually typed out in the status that uh, you know his kid had approached him and his and and his and his uh, his wifey, and uh, he had asked the ki- asked his, his his kid you know who's who's going to be at this party where is it what time are you coming home who else is going to be there you know typical you know parent questions
2: yeah
1: and you know he couldn't get a straight answer so fast forward you know next day, I guess he had, he had heard or seen something in the news or he had heard back that, you know, there was a, you know, a violent, uh, something that happened at that party that Mm -hmm. his son would have been at. So I just took that scenario Mm -hmm. and it fit in, it fit in perfectly with the, with the, with the vocal sample. And I decided to just take that, uh, that story and superimpose it on my life because i have a i have a teenage son myself right. and you know he has friends that are, are roughly around the same age that you know they they, they they do these types of things they they go out together go to parties and things like that so it's not actually a true story that happened to me Got but it. it was something that that was relatable that right. uh, i could resonate with being a, a father of a teenage kid myself so i decided to you know write about that and that's that's kind of where that that uh, came from. So, to to the title of the album, you know, it was I was it was inspired by my timeline. You
0: know? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're right. You know, and I have to say, man, it was delivered so authentic that I thought it was real. And I think it speaks <laughs> it speaks to your abilities as an artist, right? Um, right. Yeah, and 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 I could also see that even though it it really didn't happen to you. Like like you said, there were aspects of that story that was relatable. So it probably right. wasn't that difficult for you to translate because you have a teenage son and you know how a teenage son could get. You know what I mean? So yep. Um, yep. that's that's dope. It doesn't take away from the song, but... Like, it, it helps me to get a better understanding of the inspiration. It actually makes sense because you did say the album is titled, ty- I mean, the project is titled Inspired From My Timeline. So, wow. Yeah. So, I guess, <laughs> you know, what really got me, too, with the line was, like, you said something, like, feeling torn, his request to go, his request to go got denied. And you said something about yeah. he looked at you with his eyes red or something like that. And yes. then you um his you request
1: said, to go denied with reasons why he had the nerve to look me in my eye with fire inside. Yes. I prayed to God that I was right. Later on the same night, news story about the shooting at the site up in the West End. The victim is best friend. These kids is wild. My paranoia was on point. He's still in denial.
0: You know what I'm saying? I don't even know why I even tried to say it. You should have just said it from the jump. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like, when you said, you know, you were praying to God that you were right, I was like, yo, that's, that's some real parent stuff right there. That's some vulnerability. Yeah. Like, that's that feeling of, like, you know, I, th- I believe I did the right thing, but at the same time, I hope that it really is yeah. because I don't want it to come back Absolutely. to bite me. so I could like, I could appreciate the, the authenticity in how you delivered that. Right. Like, cause I think it resonates with other parents or other dads, you know, out there that right. do have teens, you know? So yeah. let me ask you this. And I guess I'll tap in this. will this will, this will be me tapping in uh, a little bit, more personally and, and you, you know, feel free to give as much as you want to give. Right. But speak to me about the times when your child asks you for something or your teen asks you for something and you, you can't give it to them. Right. And they're still upset with you. Right. Like, or they're still angry with you. What do you do as a parent to kind of keep, keep your son from being upset or keep your, you know, keep your, your child from being so angry like how how do you how do you uh how you say how do you communicate that look you know daddy meant it for your own good and in a way that your yeah. child can receive it i don't know if you understand what i'm saying but yeah yeah yeah,
1: yeah. um i think in, the, in scenarios like that it's just it's just you just have to trust that you know you've you've raised them to the point where you know they they can maybe they don't see it right away but mm-hmm. they'll see they'll see it as they get a little bit older and you just reassure them that you know you're doing it for their own well-being um you know everybody is going to get to that point where you know they're 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 14 15 16 years old and they 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 think they know everything but you know you, you can share an experience uh, a personal experience of when you were that age And, um, you know, give them, give them a life lesson in terms of, based on, uh, you know, your own experience. So that might work. Sometimes it does. Sometimes, you know, they're not trying to hear it. They're they're hotheaded. They, 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 they think the world is uh, revolves around them. So, you know, you you just, you just do the best you can to try to, you know, instill, you you know, wisdom and, you know good life lessons for them and you know they'll take with they, it what they will and you know you just gotta pray that you know you've done a good job instilling good values in them and uh you know they don't get themselves in trouble. So that's it's really all you can do. There's no there's no manual, there's no you know textbook on how to be a parent. It's, a lot of it is instinct. Mm-hmm. A lot of it is, you know, based on experience and uh you know <laughs> that's that's about it really
0: indeed you know another another track that really stands out from social media volume one is the stare down i think okay. it's one of the best storytelling to- story songs that i've heard from an mc in recent years i mean it's powerful uh, in it, yeah. it it's so dense It's like watching a story. It's like watching a movie in audio form. Right. Right. So I do want to talk to you about that. Tell me a little bit about what inspired that. Like, I know it's from the timeline, but really at the root, what inspired that story? And, And maybe you could give listeners kind of an idea of what that story is about and what inspired it
1: okay so this uh this story <clears throat> it was uh it's called the stare down and uh it was inspired by uh a back and forth um you know- spe- uh feud that I, I i observed on on instagram since a couple of years ago so these two guys were you know in- throwing insults at each other over a girl and um you know, as like, like like the the title of the album is, you know, I, I inspired by my timeline. I, I, I gather inspiration from, you know, wherever the inspiration comes. Mm-hmm. So I didn't just wanna make it a, a plain, you know, regular story of, you know, beef between two dudes. I wanted to kinda, you know make it a little bit larger than life and, you know, really, you know, dramatic and, you know, something that you could, you could listen to and, you know, follow along and envision, you know, a movie or a video out of it. So I, I, you know, added a few plot twists, added uh you know, a few extra little things to, you know, you know, spice it up. And, you know, I came up with a, with a story where, you know, it was more than just, you know, uh, you know, a jealousy type deal between you know a guy and a, a, a two guys over a girl. I, I incorporated, you know, a lot of backstory where it was a more deep rooted, you know, conflict which actually went back to you know their parents.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, so these two individuals were were cousins. You know, blood cousins, and uh, their parents had, uh, you know, a, a jealousy type beef. It stemmed like ten plus years prior, mm-hmm. and it all went back to um, you know how they were treated as, as as kids. So you know one parent thought that the other was got special treatment from from the parent, and they were loved more than the other, and it was all you know just a misinterpretation of their parents' love. Mm-hmm. So the one parent made it a life's mission to to do basically. One up the other, so it's 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 a real cool concept that uh you know I was able to pen and uh you know after listening back after it was all said and done i was you know I was really impressed with the way that I was able to execute it. It was the first of its kind that I've ever written. I've never really uh you know written a storytelling joint. Mm. um so that that was my first attempt at a at a like a full fledged Storytelling joint, and I thought it came out pretty good. Feedback from people that it was, you know, like you said, it was, it was one of their favorites. You know, really impressed with it how I how I did it. So,
2: yeah, you know, it's...
1: just let let my let my imagination uh run a little bit wild, and you know, was able to come up with something special.
0: Wow, you know, I got to say the one thing that resonated with me about the song and the message is that um, social media itself may not always be the actual problem but it can exacerbate or make a problem that's deeply rooted in someone's personal life a lot worse Absolutely, so, yeah so as I listen to the song and I, I listen to you uncover what was at the root of this feud that actually you know played out in social media i was like wow like there's 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 stuff that's happening that that it makes you think about like what's happening under all of these layers you know so um that was really um well exemplified in the song
1: yeah yeah and and you know there's a couple of underlying themes within the story that you know all go back to the whole you know meteoric uh element of social media so you know, just you know, the whole notion of you know, you know, making threats online, you know, basically putting your business out there for for anybody to to see. You know, the feds are watching, and you know, you're making death threats, you know, to to your enemy on 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 Instagram, and you know, just the 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 part in the story where I talk about you know the cops, you know, breaking up the fight because you know they. Got the intel from from Insta, these Instagram posts that you know they're making these threats at one another and you know you know posting the you know the location of the fight and everything putting all their business out there and you know that's that's basically how um, you know they they intervened and you know broke up the, the situation. So yeah. I thought I had to include that aspect of uh, social media because it's you know as we've seen in the last few years it's, it's prevalent. A lot of people put their business out there and, you know, they get, they incriminate themselves, you know, mm-hmm. you know, telling, telling their business online. So. Wow.
0: So I want to fast forward now to the new project that you have out with Pandemonium, the connected EP. Tell me a little bit okay. about how that actual connection came to be. Right. You know, connected. <laughs> How did you and so this, um, Pandemonium get to work together?
1: So we uh, we had actually met online. We met uh, through a Facebook post. So one of his Facebook posts, um, he had posted a uh, one of his uh, uh, remixes uh, to a song, and um, it was in one of these uh, hip hop groups on Facebook. And I happened to stumble across it, checked it out. I thought it was dope. You know, I liked it. I added him um, as a friend. Um, we got to talking. That's you know, that's that's typically what I do when I when I meet somebody new. Like, you know, I, I just try to get to know them a little bit better, understand you know their background, you know yeah. what you know what their musical uh, influences are, and you know we got to talking and we found that we had a lot in common, and um, you know we checked each other's music out, and you know I think it was. Uh, um, instant, uh, you know, level of respect for, for each other's work, and um, you know, we had kind of played around with the idea of uh, you know working together on a, on a on a couple of songs, and you know, fast forward, we we decided to, to you know put out a, a full project, mm. so we put out we put out a we put out an EP that uh, we dropped just uh, just the other day, uh, yesterday actually, yes, and um, yeah, it's just we, 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 we connected and, uh, we decided to create, So oh. you know, try to keep it simple. It all happened at a time when, uh, you know, right after COVID it, it uh, kicked off and right. places were being locked down. And, um, you know, there was a lot of uncertainty as far as, you know, when I'd be able to go, go to the studio again to record. And, um, you know, I think, COVID was probably the best thing that ever happened to me from a a creative standpoint, as far as, um, you know, resourcefulness. Um, I had this uh, one studio that I always used to go to that I've been going to since, like, 2010. Mm -hmm. And um, I found myself, after the lockdown, you know, I was in a bit of a a predicament. I didn't Mm -hmm. know when, the next time, I'd be able to record music. So I decided to, you know, I looked into... Um, you know, microphones. I, I found one on uh, Amazon, put a small little investment. You know, I got a little set up in my basement now where, I, where I, I'm able to track vocals. And Beautiful. We're able to, you know, do one track. One track turned into two, two turned into, into four. And then, next thing we know, fast forward a few months, four months, and uh, we're able to get a project done. So. Wow that's essentially how uh you know the connect ADP happened
0: that's dope man it, it's it's beautiful when you can take a a situation that may seem dire and 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 find a way to create something special from it or something good from it
2: yeah yeah yeah,
1: yeah. and that's and that's and that's part of the the beauty of you know, the internet, yes, you know, exactly. we have so many resources at our disposal. So there's, there's really no excuse for people not being able to, you know, get stuff done. I mean, the, the the playing field has been leveled so much with, the uh, you know, the, 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 the rise of the internet and, you know, online resources. I mean, anybody can, can put out music nowadays. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: why not explore that? So
0: indeed. On the project, which is like a small EP, you um you got you have yeah. a line where you say the two of us represent the notion of mainstream undermining. Can you explain what you mean by that term, mainstream undermining? Yeah.
1: we're just uh you know we're we're underground hip hop heads, and you know what we do goes against you know the the quote unquote mainstream grain. So mm-hmm. we we don't play by mainstream rules. We we do everything independent. We do everything, you know, with, uh, you know, true hip hop as, as as our baseline and our, uh, the root of who we are and what we do. So.
0: Good, good. There's another line on the track called vision remix featuring solar C where you say, uh, vision without a plan of execution is just a dream. And then you go on to say later in the, in the rhyme that give your visions, tangible purpose see them to existence vision what what has okay. to happen between the actual vision and the tangible existing what what is the important step that needs to happen to kind of see one to the other through what would you say yeah
1: you just you just got to make sure you, you, you have a plan so you have a dream, so a dream is is sort of like a, a a wish or a want, and you know the actual execution of the of the dream doesn't happen unless you you have a plan and you actually execute follow through and execute so that's that's basically what I wanted to to, to convey in that rhyme is you know i you know we all have visions and dreams of of things that we want to accomplish in life but you know those dreams don't accomplish themselves you got to put a plan in place and figure out what steps you need to take to actually get to where you need to get to so mm. that's that's basically some inspirational you know motivational pep talk for for, for listening mm.
0: dope dope now this is as i said this is a short ep it's it's not a lot of tracks there's the instrumentals that's included on the project where, where do you see this EP existing in your body of work? Like, what is the whole objective um, that you wanted this project to convey to your listeners?
1: Well, this, this project was, was just, you know, a project that came together uh, under, you know, I guess, un, I guess you could call it unusual circumstances. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, we're locked down this 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 project was was recorded in my basement first time I've ever uh you know recorded my own vocals i've, I've like i said before i've, I've been going to uh, a local studio for the past 10 years mm-hmm. where i've had uh you know you know my go to uh engineer you know record engineer mix master all my work so this 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 project was you know something that came that happened you know under you know i guess circumstances and you know we made the best of the circumstances and you know connected with uh you know like-minded uh individual who, who i uh, i respect and appreciate what he brings to the table and as he does for me and we decided to put something out as opposed to you know waiting indefinitely until you know this this uh, this virus goes away right, to, right, right. To, to go back and record so um you know it's it's another addition to the catalog that uh I'm, i feel strongly about i feel good about and uh you know it's just another dimension to s you know a different uh a different producer different vibe yeah um you know different uh you know trajectory on uh lyrically on what i what i wanted to do and uh you know mm-hmm. just uh another another piece to the to the puzzle
0: indeed correct me if i'm wrong is this the first project you've done with just one producer yes okay it's the first one good yeah. good good so you know hopefully uh we see some more <laughs> more like this yeah, it, you. you know and now that you got the home studio have- I feel like, do you think your output is going to be more in terms of music, even if it's just, like, short EPs or, like, singles? Like, do you sense that we'll see more more music from you throughout the years?
1: I think so. Okay. Um, and I, I think there's a line in uh, one of the songs, a song called uh, I Can't Lose,
2: mm-hmm.
1: where I, I, I make mention of, you know, my output being, uh, you know, on up like I, I think ever since COVID came my output has been probably the most that it's ever been in wow. terms of you know just now that I have uh you know home recording capabilities yeah. you know anytime I'm inspired I, I can write something I could just head downstairs and you know bang it out I don't have to wait and you know get with my engineer to you know, find out schedules and book a time to, you know, drive down to, to, to go uh record. I can just literally just go downstairs and do it now. And ever since uh COVID hit I've I have i have done a lot more features. Oh. I've got a whole project done. I've I've written I've already gotten a few tracks done into uh social media volume too. So I have a another group project that's uh with a group called uh, fire team alpha that's going to be dropping probably within the next month or two. So I, you know, I'm staying, I'm keeping busy. stay uh, you know, stay working, stay creating and, uh, yeah, man, dope, Just dope. be on the lookout for some more music.
0: As you say, social media volume two, I wanted to ask you about that. What's, what's the status with that?
1: Um, I'm three, three joints in. Okay. So, you know, it's coming slowly but surely. Nice. Uh, I don't. I don't want to rush. I want to make sure I, I really uh, take my time and, you know, come up with uh, some fresh concepts to talk yeah. about on this one. I don't want to, you know, replicate uh, volume one. So I want to, you know, touch on a few different things. So uh, you know, I'm just taking my time with it and you know, making sure I, I come up with something that's uh, a little bit different.
0: No, I I could definitely respect that and appreciate that. Listen, S, I want to thank you so much for taking the time with me. I really appreciate you um, just building with me over the phone today, man. And I know my, I believe that my listeners will really appreciate this. Before I let you go, I just have one other question I want to ask you. And I actually want to take it back to, we're only getting older, the, uh, the, that project. There's a track called yeah. Grow Old Together which I think is okay. such a dope record because we don't really get to hear a lot of hip-hop records where you hear male artists speaking in appreciation and giving recognition to their wives. And you did that so gracefully on this song. I wanted to yeah. ask you, as a Black married man with a family, what do you think is the reason? Like, this, I'm asking you this from your vantage point right from your perspective what do you okay. think is the reason why some brothers have a hard time respecting other women or just giving them the appreciation and recognition they deserve
1: you talk about in general or, or in uh, hip hop yeah,
0: in general but I think it it, it trickles into into hip hop and into urban culture or pop culture just from your own you know your ability to see things now as a as a husband you know as a family man like what do you think is that divide or what's what's causing brothers that to, to to devalue sisters in such a way you know
1: uh you know i think a lot i think part part of the problem is you know just the way that uh you know society mm-hmm. you know just the way that uh you know the 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 male to female dynamic. You know the the macho, the the alpha male is 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 sort of the 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 um the image that's that's really you know forced forced down our throats. You know the 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 over sexualization of, of 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 women. You know women. You know treated as objects. You know males as you know heralded as you know these. Know players or or you know you know dominating uh, you know specimens. So mm-hmm. it's 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 and then as that filters into the music, you know a lot of these 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 artists, you know they 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 have to give off this this uh, this bravado that you know they're you know they're large and in charge. You know so you know that vulnerability is is, is lacking. You know it's it's, it's okay to, to to be a family man and you know love and embrace you know, your, your, your significant other, but that's, it's not really promoted that much in, you know, in the media. So mm-hmm. it's unfortunate, but that's it from, from my, for my eyes, that's what I, what I think it is. It's just, just that vulnerability, um, you know, from the, from the male side, it's not really shown really. It's not really, uh, you know, promoted that much in the, in the media.
0: Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that, man. I really appreciate uh, that breakdown. Again, brother no problem, S, no problem. thank you so much, man. I wish you all the best with this project that you have out right now. And, you know, all your future endeavors. Now that you got the home studio, I'm going to just be looking for more music. man. <laughs> but um, I feel like you have a nice, solid catalog that it's not cookie cutter at all, like people can actually go back and revisit your music if they've heard it already and learn new things and i think that's um a true value in in certain artists you know when you you can actually replay music and learn something new i think your music because you take that time to you know to put your words to to paper you know it definitely shows so i thank you for your contribution and I'm be sitting on the sidelines looking for all the other darkness you got coming.
1: <laughs> well, thank you so much for the support. I, I appreciate you once again for inviting me on your platform to to speak to you and your audience on uh, you know, on me and you know, the, the music that I make. I, I appreciate that and uh yeah, absolutely. I, I definitely wanna to continue to to do what I do and do with the way that I do it on my terms and you know, share my experiences and, and hopefully um, fans, supporters, listeners, um, you know, can relate to what I do and how I do it and, you know, show that support. Well, thank you once again.
0: Wonderful, man. So like that, I want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in. Make sure y'all continue to, um, you know, check our new shows. We put out a new show every Friday. Uh, I try to get them out at midnight, but Sometimes I'm a little late, but I definitely on Friday in the daytime the shows are up. So definitely check for that on a weekly basis. Make sure you go visit our website outtheboxmedia.com. It, it, while you're there, you know, feel free to subscribe to our website so we can keep you updated on all things out the box. We do have a new T-shirt store. Uh, it's um, out the box media. Dot big cartel. I'm I'm not even sure if I'm saying it right, but um it's it's up there. The link is in the Instagram bio. Um and it'll also be up on the website that you can link to as well. So, you know, we got some cool shirts that represent what we represent as far as the culture. And um, you know, we got the out the box media shirts up there so you can support the movement, you know, of quality journalism when it comes to hip hop. So um again, you know, definitely Thank you again for all the people out there that's been listening, that's been tuning in. If y'all got any questions, if y'all have any um, artists y'all would like to see on the show, make sure y'all hit us up at outtheboxradiorep at gmail.com and visit our social media sites, which is OutTheBoxMedia at Twitter, OutTheBoxRadio on Facebook, OutTheBoxMedia on Instagram. And yeah, that's where you can find us. You want to give your socials...
1: Yeah, um, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. My handle is uh, at HGMonsterES. That's HGMonsterES. Um, Yeah, you can find me on those social platforms. And, you know, my music is on uh, all the streaming platforms. It's on uh, Bandcamp. Mm Mm-hmm. Definitely hit a, hit up uh, any of the site any of the social pages, and you'll see a link to uh to to the album and the whole catalog. So,
0: indeed, the connected EP is out now, <laughs> officially yes, out, sir. man. Shout out to Pandemonium as well, man. Give them my indeed, give indeed. Him my regards. So on that love note, it. I I want to say peace, love, and light to the family out there. May y'all stay safe, stay healthy, stay productive, and you know. Keep it going, all right? And just like that, we out of here. Thank you again, Brother S. I wish you all the best. Peace. You too. Salute. Peace.